Hello and welcome to season two, episode four of the Black Women Working Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again. Um, the usual team is here. How's everyone? Hey, Rachel. Hi. Toss. Oh, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Nats. Oh, I'm still here, innit? You're overworked, innit? I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay. I'm, <laughs> that to you? I'm, I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking yeah. about. Tisha Campbell. Okay, bye. Tisha Campbell. Everyone Google Tisha Campbell. I'm still here, but spell it as still, not can, still. Can I introduce our guest? Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. And today we have Sinead with us. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. Lovely. Um, so just a quick reminder for everyone. Um, continue to and please share and encourage other people to follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Snapchat. That's at BWWPodcastUK and um, use our hashtag, hashtag BWWPodcastUK on all social media. So first things first, the quote for the cast today is, no country can ever truly flourish if it stifles the potential of its women and deprives itself of the contributions of half its citizens by Mm -hmm. Michelle Obama. Um, and I've chosen that quote today because we will be discussing the underrepresentation of black women in the workplace, particularly in senior positions. Now, it's a topic that came up on the back of um, a few news articles that have popped up um, and with like the way in which, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Dawn Butler mm-hmm. is treated oh, yeah. in Parliament, yeah, yeah. and it just made Nasty me think. People in. <laughs> get it right. <laughs> You're such an auntie. Like, I'm sorry, but get it right. Um, it just made me think. Like there are so few black women in these senior positions, and then when you get them there, you still can't treat them right. Yeah. Like in mm-hmm. in those settings, like Parliament, we're gold dust, we're unicorns. Like, come on, ma'am. So. Um, <clears throat> Because there was no town halls, and this was a discussion that has just come about, I thought I'd throw in some um, statistics to set us off. Mm -hmm. So firstly, um, I often just Google black women working, black women diversity workplace to see what's going on um, in relation to podcasts. And this issue is not, um, there's not one industry that's excluded from it. So at first I was like, oh yeah, like at least we were represented in sports and music. But even in music, um, what was it, the Brits last week mm-hmm. or whenever, a couple of weeks ago, um, no females represented or nominated in major categories. Mm. And then last year and in the Brits, there was even this issue of colorism, like there were definitely no black females in music. So music, religion, we've only just had the first um, black female, is it Archbishop? Is it C of E, the C of E people? Church of England, Mm. yeah. So first black in religion, STEM, tech, academics in terms of professors, in the media, law, accounting, politics, like we are underrepresented across the field in senior positions. Um, So some stats to look at that. Only 21% of the FTSE 100 leaders publish their current diversity levels and only 54% of those are seen to be actively championing for greater diversity. For every 100 white males promoted to senior positions, only 60% of women are. And 41% of women say that they have never had a substantive, a substantive interaction with a senior leader about their work compared to only 27% of men who say that. Um, 
so yeah, the reasons for my discussion or for our discussion today is that as far as I'm aware, in this room, the groups that we manoeuvre in, we are black women working. And from a sociological standpoint, black girls have always been seen to successfully manoeuvre through the education system. Mm. Even when the spotlight was on black Caribbean boys underachieving, yeah. girls have been fine. <laughs> so if we're, if we're now all successfully getting through state school system at secondary level, more and more of us are going through the pipeline of A-levels degree, what's happening in the workplace. Um, I also think it would be interesting to discuss the whole notion of like, um, is it the whole, you can't be what you can't see? So the Mm -hmm. fact that there isn't many, and so maybe that's why we're not coming through. Or is it that you're not me so you can't be, and actually there are some external (laughs) barriers? So... That was a lot. I, <laughs> sorry. Um, with regards to being, you can't be what you can't see, I don't necessarily believe in that because yeah, obviously there's people that are the first of a lot of things and obviously they don't see anybody, so you can be. I think that depend that's dependent on a person's mindset and kind of dependent on some external factors like um, uh, if they're more prone to imitating people as opposed to kind of thinking for themselves and other things like peer pressure. Mm. So I think if you have the mindset of, um, like, sky's the limit, you're more likely to be what you can't see. But if you grow up in a certain environment mm. where there's not really anybody achieving in anything around you, you're kind of more likely to need some kind of uh, example or mentor mm. above you to kind of uh, help you navigate through like being in a mentality where I can achieve anything that I need to. So so that's kind of my point on the, uh, can you be what you can't see? I think, yeah, you can. And it's dependent on the person. Um, yeah. No, I think that's quite also quite important for your industry, which is quite male dom- white male dominated, right? Tech? Mm. Not necessarily your organisation. Yeah, yeah, it's tech, yeah. yeah. So like we're all from different industries. What does, what does it look like? What does our leadership look like in our in our industries and organisations? Every industry, oh, the leadership It's the same, isn't it? It's white, white isn't it? Mostly white, white male. dominated yep. yeah. No, it could be industry of dirty wine and it'll probably... <laughs> 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 you know I have to Google a white man dirty like, wine for, this, for the socials now. <laughs> That's very true. Because, you know, I think... Because I, I agree with you, Tolls, to an extent, but what I'm beginning to realise the more that I've been in the professional environment is that it's... The whole principle of you can't be what you can't see is really not tackling privilege. Mm-hmm. So That's it. you can be in an environment and no one is like you. And so that can make you feel self-conscious. You might have imposter syndrome. You might have just basic things like loneliness, mm-hmm. you know, because you're just in an environment where you're always the other and you're always on, effectively on the back foot, especially if you didn't grow up in that environment. Mm-hmm. But w- saying you can't be what you can't see to me is saying you don't have the privilege of feeling comfortable in an environment. Mm. That's what we. I feel like we really need to see because I feel like it's one of those really, really cool taglines and like all we need is mentors and visible role models and you need that to to an extent. But what you really need to is to do is, as far, as far as I'm concerned, is really tackle privilege because a white... I don't think a white young male junior lawyer goes into work and is like, oh, I can see all these white people around me. Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable. It's because he's grown up in that environment all the time. He has that privilege. It's innate within him. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? So I don't see how it's... It's not necessarily about looking at people. It's about dealing with the fact that the fact that there's no one else there like you 
is revealing the fact that you are suffering from disadvantages that you might not even have acknowledged as mm. yet subconsciously because mm-hmm. you can't feel comfortable the way that your white male colleagues can feel comfortable. Mm. Yeah, 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 I totally agree with that. To be honest, I think from like my experience, I've always been in a situation where it is heavily male white dominated. Mm-hmm. So for instance, I recently have just been headhunted to um, lead um, a diversity and inclusion um, program for an e-commerce company and having to you know speak to various individuals within the company that tend to be male dominated they actually gave feedback saying that they actually felt at a disadvantage when it comes to these conversations and if anything they feel like they can't really make a comment when it comes to diversity and inclusion because they're always the ones that tend to be um, compared or seem to be the devils in some form of situation. Wow. So, oh, so yeah, 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 <laughs> that is the equivalent, basically. That's, that's, no that baseline. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what? Okay, uh, I'm actually Sorry, gonna hear what Sinead is saying. Yeah. So that. So the other day at work, there was um this uh, diversity calling thing. They were like, we want all BAME teachers to come and have a Skype conversation to talk about why there isn't any BAME leadership. And I, I said, I'm not going. So in the corridors, as we pass, every black teacher in the corridors like, are you, are you going to Skype me? And I was like, no, I'm not going. Just play them. Why aren't you going? I'm like, I'm not going because this isn't a conversation for me because actually you guys at the top need to ask yourself the right. questions about why you're not hiring people or why this looks so pale and stale. You tell, you tell mm-hmm. me because me, myself, my CV's better than yours. Yeah, I'm qualified to the max and beyond and you've got the job and I haven't. Now... I get it. This is why when he's saying, oh, I don't know what to say, I feel like Mm -hmm. the devil in this, well, create some answers. You're going to bring one to the table as your token to feel like you've ticked it off. Mm. Okay, it was stale and Mm. now we've got one black voice, which actually is always the flipping palatable black voice also. Yeah, yeah, it's never actually the real... Black power. Mm. Mm. Black power person. It's true, yeah, I find that's the case. So I started my career at Google and um, so that was around 2014 and there were... 54,000 employees globally for Google. And out of that, 756 were black females out of 54,000. So that was 1.4%. So um, as you can imagine then, out of that 1.4% who were actually senior leaders, not Mm. really many of us. So it's kind of interesting where like we, we find like if you... Can you look at someone and try and achieve a target that doesn't really exist in mm-hmm. such a company that says they're diverse and a company that's like leading the world in certain products that we use every day? Me coming and living that, it was very difficult. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find or look for someone within the organisation that I can look up to and they didn't exist. So I mm-hmm. had to lead away and do myself. Mm-hmm. But even then, it was very difficult. And as you said, Natalie, where you said you feel lonely, there is that level where a lot of black employees, they came and they left. So not mm-hmm. only did we have to mm-hmm. go through the, you know, eight interview process or Jeez. tackle, but when you get there, you don't even survive because mm. you're just not happy, you'll rather leave. Mm. So it's, it's really a big issue, yeah. I wanted to come back, because there was another question that you asked um, in the beginning, not just with regards to can you be what you um, can see. And um, it was about why is there this disparity? So I'm going to put on one of my favourite things, which is my tinfoil cap. <laughs> and, Conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. 
I love sometimes, a conspiracy. I don't even know if it's really a conspiracy. I feel like this is what I've seen. And I feel like within society, um, they've created that ceiling because they. I feel like it's a, a, an institutional thing with black people in general and, and minorities in the workplace in general. And it's the thing of, okay, let a few of them progress to a certain level <sighs> so they can't keep Child, saying, sorry. oh, enough, there's been no progress, there's been that. Let a few of them go, but make sure they don't get past a certain point. Mm-hmm. Because if they get past that point, then that's the point where they actually can start to threaten the st- status quo, mm-hmm. which is us remaining where we are. We need to make sure that that mm-hmm. is maintained. So let a few of them get to a certain point, And if they're trying to progress any further than that, make it very, 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 oh. very difficult. So I believe that these kind of factors play into these kind of things and sometimes we can get deceived like maybe say I'm high flying in my career I'm hitting this this mark and this mark and this mark and then suddenly I can't reach higher anymore and I'm thinking oh is it me is it this is it that I sometimes think it's just a con you're 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 part of a capitalist society this is the way that it works in order for these people to be at the top you need to be at the bottom you are on the bottom rung and that's where they want to keep you so you might be trying to fight this battle on yourself but it's it's not even one that you can fight alone as, as such it's it involves the deconstruction of society as we know it in order for equality to be across the board. But in a capitalist society, you can't have equality off the board. I could just cry. The board. Yeah. I could, it's very like, depressing, but I, I feel like that's an element that plays into it Do you as think well. it's conscious or unconscious? Both. Yeah, definitely both. Definitely yeah. both. What do you guys even I, think? I, oh, go ahead. I just, if I'm honest with you, like... I, I've taken a different stance this year because I used to do like a lot of diversity stuff at all different stages in the legal industry and then I just quit because I just it got to a point where I felt like any it's hard enough for me just to do my job as mm. a black woman and I think we've like we've spoken about this on different episodes already but the idea that I effectively have like a black tax where then I'm expected oh. to go above and beyond to participate in diversity to be on leaflets to be doing all this stuff for me that extra layer of it i'm effectively doing something that's not my responsibility Mm -hmm. it's like when tiffany has someone awarded tiffany haddish something and she said what can we do to improve diversity and she's like i didn't go to college for that and everyone (laughs) on this social media was calling her ignorant and that's that was a turning point for me because she when people explain it, it was like no but she's all she's there to do is be a comedian she's not there to go and solve the media industry mm-hmm. in hollywood diversity problems the same way i'm not there to go and solve like legal industry problems you're not there to solve education you're not there to solve tech you're not there to solve any edu- issues in the education arena that you're working in that that's not our job if we're, unless we are diversity professionals and so i i'm i'm very I'm not against people doing certain things because they want to do it but i'm very much against people overstretching themselves to do things that their organisation should be taking responsibility for especially when you don't get paid for it and you don't really get any extra credit for it so when you said you're not going to the BAME Skype call that is my mood for 2020 completely because it's not your issue because what you're going to do is you're going to sit down in a room someone's going to be like oh these are such good ideas these are such good ideas and and then nothing is going to happen then then in two then they might hire one person externally so they're not even going to look to (laughs) promote someone internally then in two years time they're going to have another call and be like oh Mm -hmm. yeah or or, oh whoa set up a network like I'm done do you know what for do you remember your question for, for, for me though in, in my industry, on the front line, it 
is extremely problematic because of the nature of the kids that we serve. Mm, so quite often there's all, there's always this battle about black teachers being the more pastoral lead, which is like the caring side for the kids as opposed to um, curriculum-based teaching and learning. And there's like this natural tendency to go down that route because we have because there's a, a feeling that we have to protect our own. When you've got all these black kids in the school mm-hmm. and people don't necessarily understand their needs and the rules and the system, you know, are not always, I don't know, they just... They just don't lend themselves to those needs. We find ourselves in a position where you are defending in at least education because of our service users. Um, but again, what you'll find is that you've got all of... Uh, you've, you can go to a school in South London. I, I reckon you could pick pretty pretty much any... I'm not going to name ones that you can't, but there are some good ones out there. I feel like I should shout them out. But what you'll find is that you'll have a whole demographic of black kids, you'll have black teachers, you'll have black middle leaders, as in heads of years, mm-hmm. and then... It's so we're doing teacher. all the footwork, the groundwork, and then you get to senior leadership. Mm. Power white. And it's it's hard. I feel, what I'm, what I'm, the point I'm making is it, it's quite hard, depending on where you work, to be able to switch off that hat because then it's not just right this isn't my question to answer but the result of that is then I potentially I'm going to leave people that are more vulnerable in your hands Mm. in the hands of white people oh my god that's how I feel because obviously I work in education and like when I like speak with them about, oh, like, what do you want to do in your future? Like, what? They're like, oh, well, I don't really see a lot of black scientists, so I don't know if I really want to do that. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, are you mad? Like, you need to move through with this. Like, you need to see, you need to try, you need to go and do work experience, you need to go and do, mm-hmm. oh, no, I'm a bit scared. That's when they become in themselves. They're like, oh, no, I don't really know if I want to go there. Or they go to work experience and they'll see, like, loads of white people and they're like, oh, no, miss, I don't like it. I feel like it. I'm scared, I'm scared. And I'm like, are you mad? And this is loads of them, not just, like, one or two. Mm-hmm. Like, even the ones that you see, their grades are, like, high. They still be like, oh, no, I'm scared, I'm shy, I'm this. Mm. And I'm like, are you mad? Are you crazy? No, but I feel, I feel like I do have sympathy with them because I it's do. Like but if you've, if you've if you've grown up in a certain environment your whole life, and then you're being thrown into an environment where you stick out like a sore thumb, not just because of the colour of your skin, it could be the way you talk, um, your background, your social habits, everything, your culture. It is kind of like like whoa. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying, but I feel like when I was their age, and it wasn't just me, there was other people around me, it wasn't just... People were more proactive about their futures and what they wanted to do and try new things. I feel like they're really closed off, like, I don't want to try that, I don't... It's not... I've never seen it before, so I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to touch it. That's how they move. that's really what the root of it is? Or maybe are they using that as an excuse? Because what's the difference between your generation and that generation? What's yeah. changed? If anything, from what I can see for myself, there's more opportunities for people and there's more representation in so many other areas. So maybe it's the fact that the kids are thinking these kind of careers, these traditional career paths aren't for me. I'm seeing loads of black people like on YouTube and doing this creativity mm. thing and that's where I want to go. But they'll tell you, all well, quite a few of them have told me, oh, Miss... I'm not bothering with this t- I'm not bothering with this work experience. I'm gonna be on Love Island. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. I'm not even I'm gonna no, no, let's we're not even going. We're not going there, going there but I'm just we're saying not, we're not going that's there. what that's what they think about. We're, we're not going you just there. keep doing the work you're doing, yeah. <laughs> keep them, keep them away from you. Do you have a question? No, I was just gonna say what do you ladies think about um the statement that actually there are like a lot of opportunities for black ladies to 
be in senior positions, but sometimes they actually lack the skills to get there. That's rubbish. Because, um, and the reason why I ask that Mm. is because, like, having similar conversations across the board you know throughout my career Mm. that always tends to be feedback from HR departments where Mm. yes we are there yes we do employ such individuals but there's certain skills that are innate for instance or things that they have to learn that supposedly you said that aren't innate that are innate Excuse me. Uh, what what, what skills? Yeah. So, like um, examples, like you said, um, it could be, for instance, coming from white privilege. You might have more of a. You don't have an understanding, or you don't see anything else because you've been nurtured in an environment where you excel anyway. So, for instance, it means that you will probably be more proactive to take a risk or proactive to, you know innovate something within a company whereas supposedly feedback has been that black females especially tend to maybe take the back seat or they're not as forthcoming okay, with such why, things this is I why, think this that's institutional racism right. that's why like with a place of respect <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to go into it because I feel like any time H- H- the- when HR open their mouth when HR open their mouth this is we need to do a whole episode on how demonic they are yeah, yeah. Mm. but that aside I feel like Every time, you can see I've got my prayer hands. <laughs> She's trying to reel it in, basically. Yeah, I'm trying to try myself. Anytime I participate in any diversity scheme or raise any questions and HR want to come back to me and talk about skills, I know those people are not serious about diversity. Reason being, there are so many mediocre yeah. white men come on, who do not man. have any, who do not have any innate or uninnate or you know, bad mind, good mind, whatever skills, rubbish they're talking about. Mm-hmm. It is a blatant, blatant, blatant cop out to place mm-hmm. the blame for lack of diversity on the qualifications of black women. It is absolutely ridiculous and it, I, I really want to talk about that comment about black women taking the back seat because I had a situation no I didn't have a situation I know of a situation a good friend of mine and she's having an, had an issue at work and one of the comments was given like her boss was doing one of those stupid impromptu meetings which she should not be doing yeah you know about, we need notice yeah, please we need to we need to think about this for your career and that just chatting rubbish and then he was like yeah you know I don't see you putting your hand up in um team meetings I don't see you doing this I don't see that doing that and when she was talking to me she was like I did x I did y I did z but other people will just be so quick to take credit for my work mm-hmm. and then what am I supposed to do am I supposed to go today to go to to work every day in MMA, MMA fighter mode. <laughs> it's yeah. true. No, no, you and then you're gonna, you gonna call me no, an aggressive black woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, do. I've been told you need to puff up your chest. You, you need do. to show. You need to show off. And it's like my work should speak for itself. The fact no, that but, the deliverables you know, no, are no, there, no, no. should you have to put I, your hand I, up every I, time? I personally think it is actually really, really good to put your hand up every time if you can learn that skill because your white colleagues who are basic Betty and substandard Steve do it very <laughs> yes, easily, ma'am. right? Mm. But I think one, the way we're raised culturally, we're not raised to be boastful anyway, mm-hmm. period. Exactly. Humble, humble. Yes. Right? We're raised to be very, yeah. very humble. And second of all, more importantly, there's a hyper we have there's a hyper awareness That's of our one. place in the workplace. Right. So it's only when people will only see me say, I did this, I did that, when they come to upset me. Whereas I, I'm gonna if whatever I'm doing, I'm gonna downplay it. Whatever mm-hmm. I know I shouldn't, but it's just I'm just kind of in this humility mode where like, I'm here, I don't wanna draw too much attention to myself. Right. Yes. I don't wanna be causing mm-hmm. problems, I just wanna Relate. sleep under the radar because I don't wanna get disciplinary for this or right. I don't wanna get one Somebody's of these letters aggressive. Or, or HR calling me into meetings without notice. I just literally wanna come here pay my bills, buy my wigs, go raving. I don't (laughs) want to come here and be dealing with HR and things like that. And even when you are a a black woman and you're being excellent and you're excelling and you're doing... 
I had it in my previous firm. I was going above and beyond doing diversity this, 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 this. And the head of my te- head of the team was finding reasons to attack me mm-hmm. because he was upset that I, my profile was growing. But I was doing things that benefited the firm. I'm telling you, they're mad. So me, I can't, I can't be getting involved like that. And I feel like, again, until the workplace is a safe space for black women, yeah. you can't compare mm-hmm. me to my my mm-hmm. my white colleagues because they're in a completely different environment. They feel completely different about work, yeah. and they they're in a completely different position to me. And when you want to come and talk to me about skills, it's rubbish. Because if I didn't have the skills to do the job, you would not have employed me. Well, mm. then that so that's a point in itself. I think <clears> the fact that we can we can even all throw away throw around the term like imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like people know it exists regardless of who it applies to. Yeah. And I can't understand how when you're an all white management team and then you recruit your first first your only black female or whatever it is that actually these are not open honest conversations that you can appreciate and understand that this person is a a one of and there's going to be a certain level of nurturing that they're going to but why would they ever see that when their whole life they've just had white and they're kind of but but this is what i mean but when people people they don't see race people are very quick to throw out like i said they throw away these nice little terms oh it's the unconscious bias how can it be unconscious when you're talking about it? You're very conscious about it. <laughs> oh, it's imposter syndrome. If you know imposter syndrome exists, you know this person's going to feel out of place. Oh, we, you know what I mean? So you can say, oh, how can they not see? But they very much can. So there's two questions I want to throw out there. One, you know, we're, we're talking about black women, once you're even there, that you just want to be humble. But what is, what is and do black women have a responsibility when they reach to to nurture or not. And I'm not talking about that, oh, I'm going to lead the BAME, the BAME diversity working group or whatever. Like, what is what is the responsibility of, if any, of a black woman, woman once they're up there, if we actually want to see more of us together? And my second question to throw out would be, is the BAME, in terms of, from the leadership perspective that exists, does the BAME and diversity narrative distract from this? The fact that once they tick the box to say, yes, we have a woman, or yes, we have a black or whatever, that that's the job done? I think the only responsibility of senior black women, as far as I'm concerned, professionally, is to survive. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, that's going to sound wild. But I, I feel like so. your you, your ultimate responsibility is to preserve yourself and to do your job well. And the reason I say this is this is because you go in there and you're just giving out, pouring out this mentoring here, this, that, this, that here, and you are, and it's too much for you, and it begins to affect your performance and other things, then you're going to make it ten times difficult for that firm to hire other black other black women because that because that's the real un, the pressure or the kind of yeah the pressure on your shoulders that no one really discusses. Yeah. They let you in. They're waiting to see how you do mm-hmm. before they let another one in. Mm-hmm. So your first responsibility. I feel is to survive and to do a very very good job because they're ten times more likely to hire another black person if they have one black person that performs well. Yeah, they have you there. You're looking at me. You're looking vexed. No, I wonder who what tells us to say. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, so I think that's it. Anything else you decide to do after that, that's totally on you. Me personally, I do. I do as much as I can. I don't think it's right for us to tell other black women what they should or shouldn't be doing but i that was the only thing i would say like your your prime responsibility is to yourself to perform well mm-hmm. and to secure the bag for yourself because you how can you help someone how can you lift someone off on a shaky foundation you're both going to fall off it doesn't 
But then off the back of that quickly, the concern is like when we are doing that, I, I understand that strategy. There tends to be a lot of um, backlash, especially from your black peers, mm-hmm. saying that you are forgetting them. There's no support there as oh, well. I've tried to email so her like, and she doesn't reply to me. How do you <laughs> oh, help yeah, and help yourself? One. So how? I actually agree with Natalie. I don't think it's um, agree with me today. <laughs> our responsibility. I think that's a heavy load and a burden to someone to carry all of that on their back. So they're basically supposed to represent every other black woman out there we're diverse people we're different people i feel like it's not fair to put that burden on someone and expect them as a black person to expect them to be the one to i don't know open the red sea so to speak for us i think that's not fair and it can crush people um i think it would be nice if there is that sense of kind of collective responsibility if the person has capacity it's totally up to them i think to assess and judge is this something that i want to do is it something that i can do and and make sure they do it properly not like in a half-hearted way Mm. but i don't think that they should kind of feel forced to do it and this was something that i really thought of because usually you're like oh you're a black person why are you not doing this that and the other and then i just thought if it was me in there and someone's saying that to me and i know what i'm facing in the situation that i'm in i'm gonna be very annoyed because i can't possibly like it's trying to like dance to the tune of two people you want to make sure that you're staying in line so the white people don't think oh we let this one person in and now they're moving mad so we're not going to do it again (laughs) but it's also trying to kind of appease your community and make sure that you're the 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 gold standard the martin luther king the the malcolm x of like black working womanhood natalie So I I just think kind of dancing that line and that that kind of juxtaposition is just really difficult. I think ultimately uh, people should just stay true to themselves. Staying true to themselves is like kind of putting that responsibility and issue to the side that's cool if they're the kind of person like maybe natalie was before where they take on all those kind of responsibilities get yeah, the, old the old and that's fine and everybody has you know permission to be that person and decide not to be or not be that person and decide to be it, it, it's very tricky i yeah. i don't disagree with you I you hear, don't agree i hear what you're saying <laughs> no i hear what you're saying completely and i'm a black woman in the workplace but if i make it to the top then I'm bringing my people through. I don't care. Like yeah, I will but make be looking it to for, the top, though. I'll be look. I will be looking for. I'll be looking for my black sisters, my black brothers, to be like, yeah. If you want it and you and you're good enough, then it's time to change the dynamic. Natalie made a good point. Can I say now, though, it's right? making it to, to the, the top, top. But what about on the journey up? Once you're at the top, no one can touch you. But on that journey up, you still yeah, got. I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying. Exactly. I'm saying. As if I aspire, I don't even want it. Say for example, in your your say for example, yeah, you're you're making it to top, and I'm not limiting you. I'm literally throwing this out there: is being headmistress of a school, right? If that's what you want to do, when you get to head of department, yeah. You still got a few steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So you gonna what? You gonna overstretch yourself at head of de- head of department? Yeah, or you are gonna wait till a headmistress? So you can just open the floodgates and I can tell you nothing. Listen, even Obama couldn't do what he wanted, and he made it to the top. He was the arguably of the world, mm, yeah. and he still had people he had to answer to. <laughs> we're so, still even so, when we get to the top, we're still under the the, the structural. Yeah, exactly, under, exactly. So for me, it's like I can try and help people now as a senior associate, or I can wait till I'm like a senior partner. And then everybody in my team is just black, and we're just blacked out. Black and then we've black, got black, we've got pictures black. of Malcolm X in our office. That's what we're gonna do. But do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's levels to it, mm. and I think you you have to start with you have to start with the end in mind. And what is the point of bringing ten million people through 
if you if you can't even survive to see it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Mm-hmm. I also think it depends, like, what industry and what your actual job is. Yes. Um, I think some people may have more capacity to help and actually be that role model than others would have. So um, I feel like, for me, like, obviously working in education, further education, the highest potentially is, like, group principal and they play a role in every little thing so it's not just the leadership role that they have they also some of them actually do workshops some of them do different things around the college so I feel like there is that opening for them to support people and have that additional Mm. time to help but I don't know how it is for other people so I feel like I wouldn't stretch myself thin but I would be opening all the gates. Come through all the gates because you know how people are like literally struggling to get work and I just feel like we need to support them if we can. Yeah. If you can, Natalie. If you can. <laughs> Don't worry, when I'm partner, all my team will be black senior associate, associate trainee, paralegal secretary, every one of them black. Do we aspire, do we aspire to be there? I'm not saying we don't have aspirations to be at the top, but who is actually genuinely like, I want to be senior in my industry, in my organisation? <laughs> um, I don't. Rachel's like, tap out. I want no. money. No. That's what I want. Bro, <laughs> you gotta do the work. Do you know why no, I don't? I do the work. No, but my main motivation is not really the responsibility. I'm not gonna lie to you. I want the so pay. You can get paid the same. That's it. For no, I don't. Do you know? What is, I, I don't want to come and kill myself. I think for me, like I'm the queen of killing myself anyway. But I think for me, I don't. I don't know. So what I've decided to do is to pursue it, so that if I change my mind. And say that I do want it. I've done everything so I can get it. Or if I change my mind and be like, oh, I don't want it. I'm not putting my... I, it's my choice rather than I can't have it because I haven't done what I needed to do to get there. Fair. Mm. So that's that's the route that I'm taking at the moment. But, you know, I worked till 2 a.m. yesterday. And, and this is mm. why I can't do it. Me <laughs> 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 not stay till 2 a.m. That's, that's why I'm not a lawyer still. Yeah, what about you, Sinead? Like, oh, well, I just experience? recently left. So I've left a six-figure paying job, actually. <laughs> what? To just she teach yeah, Was she to working? Sorry. To do my own thing, ladies. Oh, my God. The same thing, like, I just mm. felt like well done. being yeah. in an industry or in an environment where you don't feel valued or you just don't feel that so passion, destroyed. I would just rather just do my own thing and mm. then bring my people whilst I grow my own thing. So mm-hmm. that's currently mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, previously, if you were to ask me that question last year, the vision would have been to get to the top because I was nurtured to believe that that's just the end of success mm-hmm. versus that's what I want. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. So, was there something in particular that made you change, like the trigger? I think it was just living it, living it, and actually seeing it for myself, and mm. actually seeing, okay, these corporate jobs, yeah, you have the big titles on your CV, but yeah, beyond but so that, what? there really isn't mm. like that level of fulfillment, or you don't feel the impact. You're just making them millions. You're just doing what you need to do for them, mm. and then you're just getting that salary. And that tax like that. is very severe. Mm. So. <laughs> No, <laughs> I mean I didn't. I, I didn't know that it was. It feels like today's episode has been a bit like taking a turn, isn't it? It's been a bit low, isn't it? Like usually we kind of come up at the end and we're like, there's some optimism here. Do we have any tips? So I mean, what what was the what's the even question to say we're looking for tips for? I think the question would be, um, you know, as a black woman, 
how to continually progress, basically. Because that's what it's well, about. Yeah. I would say our discussion has challenged what that concept of success is. We literally yeah. just heard Sinead say she got kind of halfway there, almost to the top, and she found it was empty and meaningless. I don't think we need to be pursuing things that are not going to actually yeah. fulfill us. So yeah. we have to, first of all, work out as individuals, is that something that I want? Yeah. Is that something that I need? Let me look at other people who have kind of got there or... And let me talk to them first and see, okay, what's the benefit of that? What have you got out of that? And then if you if it's yeah. something that you decide to do, then okay, it's what is the steps? But equally, I think our discussion has just shown it's equally fine if you decide, yeah, that's not really for me still. Let me yeah. just stay where I am, earn my money, pay my bills and carry on with my life. We don't need to aspire to things just for the sake of it or just because our people or wider society says that's where we need to go. Yeah, It's, yeah. So, it's yeah. so hard though because nothing changes if nothing changes. Mm-hmm. So like we can be entrepreneurial and we can we can stay in our hubs and be like, do you know what, FUBU, for us, for, for us, by us, I'm going to create and do that. But then... It it still will not settle in my soul that the the politics of the world and da, 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 is still run by the white man and and as much as you can isolate yourself you still have to be part of that yeah like forever. I'm still gonna have to send my kids to school I'm still gonna have to pay those taxes there's still institutionalization police brutality blah 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 and it's like this utopia that we can create for ourselves will still allow for those problems and like I'm not a social warrior but. It I, just irks me to hear. Yeah. Capitalism. That what you're saying to is the words out of my mouth. Like this, what you're saying is let's do an <laughs> Arab Spring thing where we destabilize the government, overthrow. That's that's it. Will take starting from scratch again. No, literally. do you know what? I don't even think. I I don't even think for for black women it will take starting from from scratch. I think what we need to accept, and this is something that we we don't really we talk about it our parents might talk about it when you know they're having dinner and they drank a few Ray and Nephews and like, what's wrong with black people why can't black people mm. do like this <laughs> but what you what, what the reason why entre- entrepreneurship and not participating in, in the system to the extent that you can is so important is because we need to have our own economic independence and we need mm. to have our own economic kind of Community. I've been screaming this today at because work. because people say you heard a statistic that oh you have um, a black person makes a pound and it it passes straight mm. to be in a white person's hand, whereas a Jewish person makes a pound and it probably goes around three or four different Jewish people's hands before it leaves. So what what we need to be in situations where we do own property, where we do own businesses, where we do thrive, where we own our own conglomerate. Mm. Because ultimately, when you have an economic stronghold, that's when things like police brutality, institutional racism, that's when those things actually begin to get challenged because we're in a capitalist society. And whereas people should do things because it's the right thing to do, people are not going to do things because it's the right thing to do. They're going to do things that benefit people that have got money. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if we're going to participate in a capitalist society or or do Arab Springs, if you're not going to do Arab Springs, we need to have an economic stronghold in this country. But how so, can you get that kind of like when the structure is still basically white? And then this is why I'm this is why I'm all here for even though I'm a corporate lawyer and I'm sucking out that comp- corporate money, <laughs> I don't care. But this is why I'm always here for people who go out on their own and start on their yes. own because that is what you are participating in doing. Mm. Because starting on your own could be like what you're doing, or it could be someone saying, "I want to sell watches." It could be someone saying, "I want to sell hair products." I want to sell groceries. But the more of those businesses we have, and the more accessible they are 
the better it will be for us and it, the more it will help our survival. That's why everyone's always crying, Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street. <laughs> but people, I don't think people really realise how how fascinating, how phenomenal that was, that you could have a situation where as a black person, you could go to a black grocery store, a black bank, a black doctor, a black dentist, mm. everything black. Yeah, That's actually phenomenal. And we've never had that never. in this country. No. And other well. races are there doing it. Well, <laughs> I mean, I know it is how a have we, how have we stretched to this? I mean, I don't we know. Really, I, we went. I just feel like the revolution is near. Um, I don't know if we have any advice, but what I am going to do is because we are actually coming up to time. Oh my god, just have a tolly. Are there any final thoughts on the topic? Bullet point thoughts, please. Black women, preserve yourself at all costs. Mm. H, I just think <laughs> it doesn't sound like a bullet <laughs> point. Can we go to someone else. Come back to me. Come back to I me. I'm thinking. Sinead. I'm just even trying to think. There's just so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Come back to me. Come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> In my Alanya voice, yeah. stay true to yourself. Hey. That's it. That's my advice. Don't come and die for other people's expectations of you, but also be a responsible human being. So don't do anything that's gonna uh, send it send I don't know society backwards for other black women coming up after you and also more importantly self-promote 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 I think we have an episode on that shut up man just self-promoting self-promote self-promote I think I would say do you know what I think I would say if it's yours for the taking go get it yes if you want it have it in that I, I'm tired of being the only black woman or or continually reading the headlines that underrepresentation, underrepresentation, or like how I started, this is the first, this is the first, this is the first. If if that doesn't have to be the headline anymore and you can make it, go make it, sis. But stay true to yourself. Don't kill yourself while doing it. Um now I know what I wanna say. Oh, we're done. <laughs> um just be sure about your role, like you don't always have to be fixed in one thing. You could be doing multiple things. So if you want to do one. that, That's a good do one. that. But also do your job well. Don't yeah. make anybody can come and tell you, yeah. oh, you didn't do this or you didn't do this or this is an error. This is... No, just do your job well so they don't have nothing to tell you. Nothing. I love that. And I think to conclude, I would say just generally like live your reality and live your truth to the best that you can. And don't compare or look at, yeah, you know, what what really is happening in front of you you know just genuinely go and get that if your vision is to be at the top it doesn't mean that you can't because you haven't seen it before Mm -hmm. just do that make sure that you're putting in the work to get there okay and before i close i'm gonna give you opportunity you said you have a charity it's called we are we oh yeah right I mean, we are the t-shirt. Oh. Oh. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so it's um, a charity that I've just set up actually this year where we focus on... Thank you. Yeah, well done. We're focusing on like investing in women. So this is a really great topic. Yes. Mm. And specifically like women just enhancing not just physical but also like mental um, health and just all of that good stuff. So I'm in partnership working, you know, closely with IKEA, for instance, doing like oh, DIY phenomenal. workshops. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Things to empower. 
some of us as people when like because yeah, yeah. DIY boy, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. DIY is what men is for. So. No, no, my cousin's like, my cousin did all my furniture in my house. She said, I never want to have to ask a man to yeah, come and fix she's the anything. T- she's the type of lady I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah, so that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment. Um, it's still very at, at the early stages, but of course, like I'll be able to share with you guys later. At the early stages, went. working with IKEA, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's the first, no, no. first project. First project. Where, first can, project, where lady. can we find you? Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram, and this is so like strange because it's like I really never know my name on Instagram that's so the like, we'll, we'll post you <laughs> yeah just yeah. post me just post me but yeah beyond that like I'm happy to connect with anyone send me messages is there anything you need um, is there, if anyone's listening is there anything you need are you looking mm, for anyone or anything uh, that's a really good question to be honest I, I need anything and everything. So <laughs> if you think that you can add value or if you want to collaborate, then I'm yeah, here for it. Just send me good. a message. Cool. Is there a social media for We Are We as well? Yes, there is. There okay. is We Are We UK. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay. We'll be posting that. Yeah, I'm going to so, follow now. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, yes, um, yes. As always, we say, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend to yes, tell a friend. Yes, um, yes. We are now over our 500, um, I don't like to say followers, we've got our fellow black women working who are supporting us on, on the socials. Oh, yeah. I'm going to celebrate guys. every little win. <laughs> it's it matters. Little, man. That's, a, that's a nice we win. I'm going to celebrate exactly. a win. No, we started with four, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yeah. celebrate a win. Um, Yes, keep our community growing. Yes, please. Let's keep talking. Let's keep moving forward. And uh, final reminder, you know, you can always keep the conversation going. Hit us up on social media. That's at BWWPodcastUK. Um, using the hashtag, hashtag BWWPodcastUK. And we also are always open to hearing your ideas, suggestions, or workplace issues. Mm-hmm. And you can email us um on blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com until next time what I've got to say please subscribe as well and rate us and engage with us and give us your comments on Apple on SoundCloud yes please all of that yeah and then also and our website is live it is so beautiful yeah I know I look very very phenomenal in that picture (laughs) alright time to go (laughs) thanks guys Bye. bye